Welcome to today's episode of the Nuts and Bolts. Today, we are unpacking the comparison of Australian and overseas construction projects and why everything is so screwed, mind the pun, in Australia. We're also going to talk about the overview of ongoing construction apocalypse, watching it come down day by day. Let's unpack it. Let's get stuck in. Let's go. Welcome to Nuts and Bolts where your deep dive into the evolving trends of the construction world. You're champions for business owners, entrepreneurs, and women making their mark in the industry. Join your hosts, Sue and Scott, as we shape the future of construction one episode at a time. Scott Challenge from the QHI Group, and I'm here with my very good friend, Sue Rogan from Elevate Construction Marketing. G'day, Sue. How you doing? G'day, Scott. I'm good. How are you? I am living the dream today, Sue, and we've got a couple of juicy real topics here to get our teeth into. Hey, Scotty, tell me, just really quickly, what is this dream that everybody keeps telling me that they're living? <laughs> it's that dream. I'm not living it. I'm like, telling you that. Oh, come on, Sue. You love marketing. You love construction. I you do. love what's going on around you. You definitely love people, and you're always smiling. So yes. I actually think that you are in a bit of a dream state. I am. I am. Maybe I'm just a little bit naive or yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> well, living the dream is it. sitting here with you talking shit about the things that we love the most, construction, what's going on in the industry around us and yeah. how we can help small business, entrepreneurs, women, and all those people that we love, our community, <laughs> do better at what they do. Yeah. Let's bring all our knowledge and everything that we've got and find out what you guys want to hear. Rip in. All right. Let's talk about the Australian construction industry and you use the metaphor before of it being screwed. <laughs> Is it screwed, Sue? <laughs> Just a little bit. Let's Just be a little honest. <laughs> what, uh, what do you see that makes you think it's kind of screwed at the moment? Gosh, there's so much. I mean, we're seeing notifications every day pop up on my phone. It's I feel like I'm waking up to another builder going down. I feel like I'm waking up to new risks on site. And I know that we saw last week what happened, you know, in the city here in Brisbane, um, some tragedies there and, and whatnot. So it just feels like everything's the bridge is crumbling. Mm, it's, it's definitely an interesting time to be in a building industry. Always yeah. look at the narratives that are being pushed out there, especially through the media as well, because that tragic incident that we had happen on site with the Cross River Rail last week also yeah. coincided with another video being released of a really dangerous concrete pour. Did yes. you see that yeah, one? Yeah, I did. I definitely did. And it was like it was kind of synchronised all come out at the same time. Yeah. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here and call me Mr. Fucking <laughs> Conspiracy Theory, but <laughs> is that what's going on around us? Yeah. And then are we now going to start seeing more and more of that as things come become uncovered? Yeah. Um, was it already happening and now are they just being uncovered and we're seeing more of it? You and I have both done a fair bit of traveling overseas um, and I was recently in Thailand and it always impresses me that they can be building a 15-story building with bamboo scaffold over there. Yes. We don't do that in Australia. No, no. And as well, like when you're in Bali or Thailand, you see them without any safety harnesses climbing up the bamboo. Like, um, yep. So we don't do any of that. Like I've had travels overseas as well. There was when I was working for a, my big construction commercial company. I was shipped over there for a few weeks and um, I was put with people from the Asia region, from Japan, China and whatnot. We did a lot of hands-on training and, and the differences that we saw and the understanding of our market compared to theirs. You know, when we were doing the hands-on training, that we were asked to go and get some bolts and the screws and everything that we needed to do that. So I naturally went and got seismic bolts, which is earthquake rated over here. Um, we need earthquake rated bolts in Queensland. <laughs> 
apparently. And then I had a discussion with one of the guys from Malaysia and he was like, no, 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 Sue, that's fine. You don't need those bolts. They're only really excessive. And I said, no, 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 in Australia we do. Right here in Queensland, it's um, a requirement. When was the last time we had a significant earthquake in Queensland? Well, I don't know, to be honest, not in my time. So there's a real possibility that, and I'd have to do some research on this, aware of when the last significant earthquake we had was, but that's something that's been factored into our compliance and uh, and code and the way we build here in Queensland, especially for commercial projects. All of these things add to cost. Yeah. And I guess the the question is that I know that we want to protect lives and, you know, what's the cost of a life, but are we over-regulated here? What is that um, happening to the construction industry? Is it slowing the projects down? Is it blowing out the project cost? Mm, Are we not able to execute things because of it? Hi guys, Sue Rogan from Elevate Construction Marketing. We are your digital marketing experts. Elevate Construction Marketing specializes in construction, trades and property. We offer digital marketing, social media marketing, videography, photography and anything that we can get our hands on to help support the construction and building industry. I'm super passionate about this. Having a digital marketing person that uh, specializes in construction means that I understand what's going on in the industry. I've got credibility and I also understand the advertising requirements. When it comes to the building and construction industry, there are specific advertising requirements that the QBC set out that you need to adhere to. And I will be able to guide you through that. So Sue Rogan, Elevate Construction Marketing, your digital marketing specialist in construction trades and property. Life is inherently risky. We saw the death of four army aviators in this last week and uh, you being a military brat growing up and myself being an ex-Air Force guy, those things kind of hit home because Mm -hmm. these are people that we could have potentially known and trained with and they never far away from us and how we feel about stuff. No one wants to see anyone get hurt at work, that's for sure, and we want everyone to come home safe and sound. But what price safety is this pushing up the cost of building projects so much now that it's making things unfeasible? Where's that line in the sand? Now, I can imagine if we've got anyone involved in workplace health and safety listening to this right now that they're probably blowing steam out their ears (laughs) going, you can never be safe enough. It's all important. It's all required. Everybody (laughs) must be safe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is like, I don't want to go too dire or too dull here, but there was an incident that I saw on site it was a near miss. The guy got sacked on site straight away. The pressure that people didn't realise that he was having in his home life. And I don't want to go too grim here, but he then took his own life that night. So he had a near miss at work. He lost his job immediately and then he took his own life. Yes. I yeah. mean, because of the about- impact of losing his life. He couldn't see a future. Yeah, the tragic side of things that you don't see. And I bet you that barely made the news about the consequences of that incident. Yeah. So uh, then what are we feeling? Like what are, what are the impacts that we're feeling around, around yeah. the industry? In 1997, I'm working on a building project in West Africa and I'm going back in time here, kids, so bear with me while I recount <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. Uh, we're a building project in West Africa, three hours from the nearest hospital by road. I had vultures circling over my head every day waiting to pick my eyeballs out as soon as I fell off that roof and no scaffold, 14 metres in the air and there wasn't even a toilet on site. So when I had to go to the toilet, I had to run into the jungle with a handful of rags. Yeah, right. Would that be considered safe? Possibly not. (laughs) Possibly not. But the reality is we've all evolved and grown from a place where things weren't always safe. We did our best with what we had. And have we gone too far? Have we gone over the top? I don't believe that anyone should take unnecessary risk. But if there's one thing that we've seen come out of the last three or four years, it's this complete adversity to risk. No one wants to be 
to take any chances. And it seems like safety, 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 safety is everything now. Is safety everything, Sue? Yeah, I mean, to a point, yes, to an extent, you've got to have it. It's got to be there. I just think at some stage, like, what's the point at some stage where we're going too far and beyond where it's impacting the productivity or the cost of the project? Yeah. What's you know? uh, what's a really big project that's gone belly up in the last couple of weeks where cost blowouts, potentially because of this type of stuff, have pushed it over the brink? The Com Games was cancelled. Commonwealth Games in Victoria, Daniel Ouch. Andrews, baby, that one. Yeah. Hey, yeah, they're talking about a seven billion dollar cost blowout. Yeah. I don't know about you, Sue, but if I'm adding up the bills each week and I'm a hundred bucks out, I lose my shit. Yeah. So yeah, we saw that, that cost blowout. So I wonder if there's anything that we could have done or we could have done differently. And I know like in my space, we're seeing automation and we're seeing all of that, you know, increased productivity and in AI and technology and whatnot. And then it's like, are we too then slow to take up that space in the safety space or... Yeah, so, can technology help us with safety? Yeah. Um, recently saw the award rates for the tunnelers in the Cross River Rail Project in Queensland here, mm-hmm. and those tunnelers are on a quarter of a million dollars a year. Yeah. Is it any wonder we can't find tradesmen anywhere? Yeah. Which, was, which projects are sucking up all our tradesmen right now? Yep, yeah, that's exactly right. Thank you, government. Really appreciate that. Government <laughs> sticking its fingers in the pie once again and helping us all, yeah. doing everything they can to make it as hard as possible. I don't begrudge the tunnelers earning a quarter of a million bucks, it'd be an awful job working underground if you ask me. I like the fresh air and I certainly like the sunshine. Uh, But is that a reasonable rate of remuneration in a market where it's hard to find labour? Is that just making it hard for small businesses and everybody else out there? Yeah. You're listening to Nuts and Bolts Podcast with Sue Rogan and Scott Challen. So Scotty, tell me, What's something unusual you've seen in the construction and building industry this week? Oh, that's a good one, Sue. And I think we might have a bit of fun with this one going over the next few weeks where I might return the question to you in the next episode. This week, a little bit unusual. I had one of the guys that's been with me for quite a while now, a number of years in my office. He's one of our sales and design guys, young fella, 27 years old. He's been in sales and design for 10 years now and really, really good at his job, earning great money, helping people achieve their dreams and lifestyles every single day with home improvement projects, designing them and helping supply them, obviously. And uh, hit me up last week, wants to be a tradie, wants to get on the tools. I looked at him, I said, young fella, I call him young blood. I said, are you sure you want to do this? Because we're heading into summer right now. And when it's 38 degrees out there in Queensland and 95% humidity and you're carrying steel up a ladder, three meters in the air, is that really where you want to be? And he looked at me earnestly and said, I just want to learn how to build things. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe give him a crack in and then give him a crack over summer. (laughs) I think that's definitely a good way to go. One of my favorite quotes in life, is uh, if you can learn how to build and learn how to sell, you'll always be successful. So it's, it's an a combination interesting of point, though, like that you make. He obviously is on the sales side, right? So then he wants to learn how to be the tradie. A lot of the times, I guess I talk a lot about automation and whatnot. I don't know if you've ever seen like the 3D goggles that you can get or glasses sure that you can get. And that's a huge space that's coming in right now. And then you're talking about like Holovision and whatnot. I remember a few years ago, I was talking to a customer of mine when I was still in my job. And um, he had a, a gentleman that was doing that. So I had the vision and he was in a room and he was like pulling bits and pieces apart and putting it all together. And I asked the guy, you know, he had his qualifications, but I said, do you think that this is taking jobs away? 
then at that point. This was a few years ago. And then his response to me was, I still need to know how to do the job. Whether I'm sitting here on the computer, I still need to know how it all works. I mean, that's really good in that side where if he wants to learn how to be the tools, I think it might be almost really valuable for him to be able to then align that with his sales. Well, I think he's definitely going to be a much better salesman and a much better designer of home improvement projects once he spent some time on the tools learning how to build. Now, he's got no desire to be a qualified carpenter or to become a builder that's qualified as such. He just wants to know how to build with the products that we use. It's admirable, especially at 27 years old, to wake up one day and decide you want to make that change. Yeah, good on him. Something a little bit unusual that I've seen (laughs) this week. Yeah, well done. In our ongoing conversation about the construction apocalypse in Australia right now, Sue, I've got a hot question for you. Shoot. Dun, 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 dun. Would you sign a building contract for a new home right now? Oh, personally, I would be doing my research. I am nervous about builders and a lot of us are at the moment. Yeah, I'd definitely be doing my research um, crossing my T's and dotting my I's before signing any building contracts. You work with a lot of building companies in your business with construction marketing. What are you seeing happening out there right now? We do have a lot of reputable builders, but they are getting tarnished with the same brush. We saw Metricon and the news that we had. We woke up to that news. Well, I did. I woke up and was like, okay. You that's know, that's then, been a bit of an ongoing saga over the last year, that one. Yeah. And so at the moment, I'm seeing a lot of my builders, clients getting tarnished with the same brush. There's a lot of anxiety in the market around signing new contracts. And these are reputable builders. There's no issues with them yep. or their work or anything that they're doing. And then their clients are, are not sure. It seems like every second day we see a story about Metricon. I'll be careful here that we don't get sued and that their lawyers don't contact us. Yes. Although I'm not sure if their lawyers could afford to right now. <laughs> where they're actually heading. Australia's largest new home builder got a $30 million cash injection from the Commonwealth Bank about 12 months ago to keep them afloat. I've got a number of Metricon homes being built around my suburb and you probably do around yours as well. And they have been sitting at frame stage, like just barely moving. Like they are really struggling to get guys in on those jobs right now. Yeah. And then how much are we relying on the government to keep influxing cash into these builders that are going down? At what point do we need to stop going, having handouts from the government? Ooh, now you're speaking my language, <laughs> Sue. You know, my theory, government needs to get out of the way and let yeah. business solve these problems. Yeah. So I'm a true libertarian at heart when it comes to that. The problem with Metricon, of course, now is that they are too big to fail. Yep. You know, the company has become so big that the liability to the state governments that back the insurance on these building projects or the private insurance companies um, in other states, the liability is so huge now that they literally couldn't afford for that to happen, uh, yeah. the mass amounts of disappointment. Yeah. I'm on a Facebook page called Metricon Disappointed Owners. Yeah. Started with 5,000 about six weeks ago when I got on the page. Over 70,000 people on that page yeah. today, like yeah. in six weeks. Just yeah. that once a ball gets rolling, it doesn't gather any moss and it continues to grow. I am feeling for the reputable builders that are in the industry getting tarnished with that brush. I do feel for them. There are some good quality builders out there at the moment. There is a lot of anxiety in the market. People don't want to sign contracts. They don't know if they're protected. So So we've got a housing crisis in Australia. We don't have enough homes. We've got immigration at record, record, record levels. And we've got instability in the building industry. What caused all this, Sue? 
oh gosh, it wouldn't happen to the government, would it? <laughs> government may well have played a part in it. Yeah. The apocalyptic plague known as CV-19 may have had yeah. something to do with it as well. Yeah. And our government's response yeah. to the uh, said plague certainly has played a part in it. Yeah. Back in 2020, the Morrison government announced the Home Builder Initiative, yeah. which meant cash injections for people renovating their homes with $150,000 projects. Yeah. And what did that do to the building industry? Made it collapse nearly, right? <laughs> well, it overheated it, basically. Yeah, yeah. It just it went nuts. And, you know, I have a building company and things just went off the charts. Yeah. You know, we had five steel price rises within the course of 12 months. The price of timber doubled. Everything became difficult and more expensive. So the government overstimulated an already stimulated industry. Yeah government trying to fix things? I don't know. I saw an article the, re- the other day, actually, that I was reading where the government blamed the landlords. The government said the landlords are the problem for this. Inflation's got nothing to do with it, which is absolutely crap. Yeah. And it <laughs> just depends rubbish. on which side of the political fence you're on as to right? who you blame. Yeah. There was an ABC story that I just read this morning yeah. um, blaming greedy property developers. Right. So the other thing is at the moment we're going to see in the next 6 to 12 months a lot of people coming off fixed rate interest rate rises, those beautiful fixed rates that they've been sitting on for three years. What's that then going to do to the industry and the property market? What are we going to see there now? Are we going to see people selling their homes or selling their investment properties? Will that be another part to collapse it. Yeah. Well, housing prices certainly seem to have stabilised, so they're picking up in a lot of, a lot yep. of places as well. Yep. I think, you know, like they held interest rates this week, it's two months yep. in a row, um, and we've got the new RBA governor heading into the role next month. And yep. I, look, I'm not the perfect economist here. I can only tell you what I see at the front end of our segment of the building industry, and you're in marketing, so yep. you're, you're another really good weather gauge for what's happening in the economy. Yep. But I've got a good friend who owns a couple of Zarafa's stores mm-hmm. and has not seen a single downturn percentage point at all whatsoever. So I call it the coffee index, people's confidence in the economy, meaning they're still buying their banana bread and their cups of coffee in the morning. No problemo in that segment. Yes. Well, do you know what? And statistically speaking, only a third of Australians own a mortgage. mortgage. So we have a friend of ours and he doesn't have a mortgage. So he's going out buying caravans. And we literally said to him, like, stop. You're (laughs) the problem. (laughs) Stop spending. Yeah, well, it's it's the the three, the one third, one third, one third. Yeah. which is a third of people own their homes, a third are paying them off, and a third are renters. Yeah. And when governments change, we see the rules change to favour wherever the voting base is yeah. for that particular government. Now, they're talking about two-year rent freezes in yes, Victoria. Yeah. We've already got a 12-month rent freeze in Queensland where we are here. Yeah. I read a story recently about France who introduced these type of rent freezes that the Victorian government are looking to do, and all it did was make things worse. Yes, yeah. Why is it when governments stick their fingers in to help that they actually know. contribute to the problem? I don't know. But What's I missing? do worry about landlords in that sense or investment property owners. If they're yeah. going to do a rent freeze, what does that mean for them? Do they then, have, and especially if we're going to have a couple more, like sure. again, I'm not an economist, yeah. but if we are going to have a couple more increases in the rates, then what is that doing for everyone? So record immigration levels. I read recently that 72% of migrants coming into Australia literally have no skills that we need. So these yeah. are family members and um, and our, our immigration program where we can bring in people through compassionate reasons. Yeah. Not anti-immigration by any means. I say we need more people, we need workers, and we need yeah. to grow the country. But do we really want that many people that don't have something to contribute? Because mm-hmm. I can't find carpenters to save my life right now. I don't <laughs> yeah. think there's any carpenters in there, lot. Yeah. 
So immigration, hot record levels, yep. interest rates being on hold for a little bit longer. Rent um, freezes. Rent yes. freezes. Yeah. Um, we're seeing uh, the uh, the federal government trying to push through their housing assistance future fund, the yep. HAFF bill. They've had some dramas with and that almost triggered a double dissolution or has the potential to trigger a double dissolution election. Yep. So there's a bit going on at the moment with housing around Australia and all of that tied in with increasing energy costs, increasing labour costs, shortage of materials, all of the inputs are going up. Yep. Safety, safety, safety. And we're competing against some of these big government projects for labour as well, which aren't making things easier. Tell me then, is this it? Is this the demise of the construction industry? And, you know, are we going to see the uh, building industry collapse from this? We're definitely not going to see the end of the building industry because no. we will build. Because that's, that's what we do, That's right? what we do, yes. right? We build, we build, we build, and I and love it. And dig shit out of the ground and ship it across. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're in Western Australia where they've just passed the Aboriginal cultural heritage laws where if you have a property over 1,100 square metres, you can't dig a hole deeper than 500 mil without getting an assessment okay. on the Aboriginal heritage of the property. That yeah. kind of stuff can stop you in your tracks. Mm. Um, so... Are we going to see a federal implementation of something like that, do you think? Maybe. Maybe. If the voice vote gets up. Scott Challen from the QHI Group, a licensed builder, QHI, Queensland Home Improvements. Originally, we are your go-to patios, decks, carports, and all-round general home improvement builder go-to company. We are national, QHI National. It's now being rebranded to. You can find us by jumping on the web, searching up qhi.net.au. And if you're after a deck, patio, or carport project to be supplied and installed at your home, we are the people to call. 100% quality work using Australian-made Materials, supporting women in construction, supporting apprentices, growing our great country one building project at a time. QHI National, Scott Challen. To add all that, well, I know we've touched on this before, the NCC. The Ooh, National Construction Code. It's like, a, yeah, the National Construction Sorry, Code. Sorry, mate, like that. I tried to make that easy for you. I tried to stab the knife in nice and slowly, but... <laughs> After our last episode, I got a little bit of feedback from people about the NCC, and it's actually the concern out there is a lot deeper than I might have given it credit for initially because yeah. it was yeah. after I'd spoken about it that people really started to ask me more about it as well. Yeah. Did you get that? Yeah, I did. And can we just also acknowledge, you know, I know this podcast goes Australia-wide, so it's Queensland is going ahead. You know, I've seen a Full lot... Steam. Full steam steam. Like I've seen a lot of posts about it. See everyone saying, no, we're all good. It's held off till next year. Guys, honestly, if you are not on top of the NCC, please, 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 please do yourself a favor and read up because Queensland is going ahead on it. Um, The other thing is if you're not happy with it, Write a letter. Yeah. Get in touch with your local politicians. Make a phone call. Get yeah. in touch with people. Get in touch with master builders. Get in touch with HIA. Yeah. Get on the blower. And it's pointless just sitting back whinging about something. I yeah. mean, one of the reasons that we kicked off this podcast was so that we could engage more people in the community to get involved with this stuff. Yeah. And I have had multiple meetings. You've been to multiple seminars. Yes. Yeah. I have literally bailed politicians up at events and asked them about it. And they've yeah. stared at me blankly with no idea what I'm talking about about. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to break the news here, but your people in charge have no freaking idea. Yeah. And if they do, they're a part of the conspiracy. We're probably bringing more education than they are right now. Well, I hope we are (laughs) and we'll continue to bring more of the education. This is Nuts and Bolts with Sue and Scott. Alrighty, so tell us what's going on with women in construction this week. I am so excited about the news that we're trying to bring in. Same job, same pay for women. Are you telling me that women get paid less than men? Yeah. 
In what places? (laughs) Across the industry. Yes, definitely, 100%. I'm not saying every single person pays their women more or less than their men. I'm not saying that. But there is instances where there is a large gap between what men get paid and what women. I employ a number of women in my construction company and they don't earn anything less than the guys do. You're one of the good ones. I'm one of the good ones, am I? Okay, (laughs) if you're one of the bad ones out there, can you please identify yourself in the comments section now? (laughs) Yes, please, and come to me because I've got a few things to say. Do you think government can solve that problem? Uh, Yeah, definitely, 100%. So we've switched from government's cause problems to government's can fix problems. I think so. I think there's, yeah, there's a lot that we can do in this space. I love seeing the resources and all everything that we're doing to support women in construction. I've said that millions of times. So the education and the resources, you know, all the maternity leave that we get now and everything, I think there's still a huge gap. So I'm not saying that, yes, the government can fix it, but let's see if they can do something to help out. And same job, same pay. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I've never had a problem paying anyone for the effort that they do. And I, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, women should earn the same amount of money as men if they're doing the same role. There shouldn't be any instances, and I understand it, it's actually illegal in Australia to separate that. Um, Competency and self-negotiation on your personal income and contract might be a different story. I can understand a situation where women might be paid less because they haven't negotiated, but the award is still the award. Right. Yes. That doesn't change. No. I completely understand. There's no award that separates men from women. No, there isn't. So what legislation would we need to introduce to help this? Mm, I don't know. Or maybe we need a body to um, negotiate, negotiate for, women. for women. I mean, that's what Are you saying that women can't negotiate it. for themselves? No, I think that, that support and that resource needs to happen there. So, Well, there you go, folks. Sue's yeah. excited about the opportunities for women in the construction industry. I'm all for more girls on the tools as well. And yeah. if you're a female out there and you're looking for an apprenticeship, give us a yell. We'll put you on the tools and get your that's roofing it. in no time at Scotty's all. Scotty's one of the good ones. I can advocate for him. Oh, I've got four <laughs> daughters and I've got an office full of women. Trust yeah. me, I, uh, I look after those guys as best I can where our, our business wouldn't be able to run without them. Um, We've had a couple of attempted female apprentices over the years. Um, They haven't lasted, unfortunately. It's just worked out to be a little bit harder for them than they might have expected. But it's like anything with time, perseverance, these things will change. Mm. And certainly in my military career as well, there was a number of roles that we were involved in as guys where women weren't allowed to do those roles because they were frontline combat roles. I think that's changed now as well. I'm not yeah. sure how that works in the Defence Force either. And then I think some of the challenges that we're seeing at the moment is not only getting women into construction, but retaining them there, like yeah. the retention rate. So yeah. that's another thing. Like why, what can we do to support them stay in their job? So for example, if it's a female and she has a family and then she has young kids and then her job requirement is to be on site at 4, 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, the childcare doesn't open until 6.30, 7 o'clock sometimes, what can we do then that in that instance? Well, we should pay the dudes to stay home and be house dads <laughs> yes. so they can game all day. Right. <laughs> oh, they do a wonderful job. <laughs> Here's to all the house dads out there listening to this right now yeah. where the ladies are out on the tools. Yeah. We love female tradies. We love women in the construction industry and we'll do everything we can to support yeah. them. Let's um, identify the challenges. Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's identify the challenges. I'm not sure the government can fix it though because from my perspective, everything the government touches, they seem to screw, <laughs> going back to that screw metaphor yeah. again. But uh, we we certainly want to help as many women get back into the building industry as we can and retain them. Let's get them in there. Let's get the retention rate up as well. So let's not only get them in, they don't have to be on the tools. We can still talk about white collar in the construction industry, but let's get that retention rate there as well. Let's support, educate, 
provide resources. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yo, we know you're all for it. <laughs> Sue, uh, one of the main advocates for women in the construction industry, being a member of the National Association of Women in Construction. Yep. I believe you've got a leading role in that organisation. Uh, yeah, so I sit in the marketing committee for NARWIC. That's interesting that you're in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. And I support the education committee as well with their marketing initiatives. Yeah, so, good on you, Sue. Yeah, We appreciate thank everything you. you do for women in the construction industry. Scott Challenge, Sue Rogan, I think we're done for today. I Let's, think we've chewed everyone's ears off. Uh, well, I think we've done played. a pretty good job of it. If you guys have got any comments, feedback, likes, we certainly appreciate the reviews yep. and the uh, and the positive and negatives as well. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we want to hear can, your thoughts, right? You know, yeah. We, we do want to hear your thoughts. Any interesting topics that you'd like us to unpack and discuss, yep. I will let you know we do have some really interesting guests coming up in some future episodes once Sue and I master the craft of being able to banter with each other across this beautiful desk here. (laughs) Um, And uh, we'll be certainly giving you a little bit more information about those as we go forward as well. And if I can do a sneaky plug on that regards as well, if you're looking to come on board as a guest, we'd love to hear from you. We've got like sponsorship packages that we can offer you. Get on, we can have a chat. Um, We want to collaborate as much as possible. Let us know. All right, that's Scott Challen and Sue Rogan and we are out. Thanks for joining us today on the Nuts and Bolts podcast. If you found value in our conversation, make sure you subscribe, rate and review. We appreciate your support as it helps us reach more of our community. Keep up with us for more insights into the construction industry and remember, together we're building the future. Until next time.